Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film, and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am talking about the Indian film Joy Baba Falunath the Elephant God from 1979. This is written and directed by Satyajit Ray. Uh, this is a movie that, uh, one of many movies that are on my to watch list for Satyajit Ray, somebody that I first found out about. There is an anthology series on Netflix that are uh, a collection of short films based on some stories that were written by Satyajit Ray. I recently watched the Apu trilogy, which is written and directed by him as well. He is somebody that is one of the premier and well-known and well-coveted writers, directors, creative geniuses from India. And he's created a lot of movies and written a lot of books and done a lot of things. And I uh, want to watch more of his stuff, obviously. Want to get into and experience and see more of the work that he does because I did enjoy and have enjoyed everything that I've watched of his so far. So this being one of the many movies that I have on my watch list on many streaming services. Uh, the idea of this movie, this is a, a sequel in a series of films, which I did not realize this was a sequel, uh, kind of had the feeling that it might be while watching this movie, uh, but it is a film series, the second film in a series of films uh, following a detective uh, named Faluda. And it is a series that has not only multiple films, TV shows, books. Uh, this is based on a book that was written by Satyajit. He also wrote the screenplay for this and directed, I believe, just the first two films. And then his son took over and directed more films based on this character. So it is very much like a, you know, a Sherlock Holmes, which that character is, is literally uh referenced in this movie uh, or more modern day detective stories like the Benoit Blanc series with Knives Out and Glass Onion or even the other detective series that are around uh, like the uh, the uh, Murder on the Orient, Orient Express or uh, there was a sequel to that. Wasn't a big fan of either of those movies but I love the, love the Ryan Johnson films uh, with Benoit Blanc Love the Sherlock Holmes films and shows and all of those things. I am a fan of the detective mystery genre of films. Uh, and this one sounded like fun. So that's one of the reasons why I decided to click play. Uh, this is a movie not only that follows the detective Faluda, but also it is set in the holy city of uh, Benares, uh, where he, along with his cousin, who is like his sidekick, uh, 
Topshi and his friend, who is an author, uh, Lamakan uh, Ganguli, goes. They are, go- are going on a vacation, right? That is the what they are there for. Uh, but while they're on vacation, uh, there is a theft of a priceless deity, uh, the elephant god. This golden three-inch golden statue that is owned by a family, and it is stolen. And uh, while he's on his vacation, he is, you know, he is uh, approached by members of the family to investigate and to solve, to find out what happened to this uh, elephant god that was stolen, uh, the Lord Ganesh statue that was stolen from this family. That is a family heirloom and means a lot of, you know, brings them good luck. Uh, so that is the premise of the movie. Overall, I enjoyed the movie. It is a solid, fun detective story, uh, which I enjoy that it also embeds uh, like comedy throughout. There's there's an element of comedy, like levity and, 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 and things that aren't necessarily crucial to the overall story, but, you know, give it a nice, fun, light feel while you're watching it. You know, which the Ryan Johns, a lot of Ryan Johnson films, there's a lot of comedy kind of woven in in his stories as well, which I appreciate that, you know, to, I think comedy and mystery kind of go hand in hand. There is, there is a, the twist and the, the kind of misdirection of mystery works very well with comedy and vice versa. Uh, so they are tonally and structurally kind of very similar in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's a solid detective story set in a, a location and a time that I really rarely get to see a detective story, although I have a feeling that as I watch more movies by Satyajit Ray that I will see more movies that take place in these locations, as many Indian films do, are showing off the many amazing, uh, whether it be landscapes that, uh, in, that are in India or even the many different types of architecture and cities and all that stuff. I, I enjoy the novelty of of being in a place that is so foreign and so different than what you're you normally see, uh, so I appreciated that it, that that move that this movie brings that in in a lot of ways, uh, and I would definitely recommend it for anybody that enjoys detective stories. Like if that's a subgenre of films that you enjoy and you want to check out something that's going to give you a completely different flavor than you would be getting. Uh, compared to like a a Sherlock Holmes or uh, a Benoit Blanc, you you would I would highly recommend checking this out. Uh, it's definitely good, and it's you know it is a movie from the seventies, so you know it's it's uh it feels like it's from the seventies. It's but it's good, solid, uh, solid movie. Um, the setup of the movie, right? There's a art smuggler that goes to this family. He hears that they have this golden statue of Ganesh, and he wants to buy it. Normally, doesn't buy stuff. Normally, he steals stuff. Uh, so he offers them, you know, uh, what he considers to be a decent price. But the person that he approaches in the family tells him, "It's not mine to sell. I do not. It's not. You know, it's. I. It's not. I don't own it. It's my father's statue. He keeps it protected." Um, and it's weird because this guy, they know he's like open about his 
business as a art smuggler, right? He's well known. He makes his money from stealing art and selling it to Americans at a high price. And even when he comes over to this guy's house to offer to buy it, uh, he mentions that normally he doesn't even offer to buy the pieces of art that he wants to acquire and sell. He usually just steals it. So it's it's kind of interesting how open it is with him doing what he does. Everybody kind of knows how he makes his money. So it's not like something that's, that's a big secret necessarily. Um, but that's one of the reasons why his family doesn't trust him because of how he, he makes his money, obviously. Um, but he decides not to sell it. You know, and uh, but the statue ends up stolen anyways, right? So that's the thing. We don't know what happened. Obviously, there's a lot of possibilities. This dude said he was going to steal it. Doesn't seem like he's one, probably not the one who directly stole it. But the big question is, where is the statue? Who stole the statue? Where's the, you know, where's the statue now? Kind of a thing. Uh, then you see our detective... Uh, and his sidekick, his cousin, as well as his writer friend. So you have this trio of investigators that come in. They're on vacation. They go to like this. It's like a hotel, but people like share rooms. And they end up sharing a room with this bodybuilder that's in town. And one of a few characters in this movie, this bodybuilder, which isn't necessarily crucial in any way to the story. They're just like these side characters that, that add a little bit of allow us to get to know some of the actual the main characters of the movie right they allow us to get to know their personalities and things like that uh but they also kind of provide a little bit of 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 color and a little bit of of uh a levity in some ways to the story um and kind of interesting the bodybuilder himself it's, it seems like i don't know i haven't seen enough of Satyajit's stuff but even in the Apu trilogy there was a character a side character very much similar to this bodybuilder who is this guy working out uh, swinging these massive clubs on the bank of the river where where Apu lived as for part of his life and seemingly got uh, enamored by this guy who would work out on the the banks of this river so I don't know if he has if like the bodybuilder archetype is a character that shows up in a lot of Satyajit's work, but uh, definitely a comparison between at least the second movie in the Apu trilogy and this movie. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to promote, are you looking for a way to take your love of the Ray Taylor show to the next level? Look no further than Inspire Disorder Plus. As a member, you'll get access to a whole host of amazing perks, including the full week of shows, ad-free in both audio and video versions, a live painting archive, early access to the many faces, members-only discounts and deals, a podcast back catalog with over 600 episodes. But that's not all. As a member, you'll get access to my personal blog as well as my creative writing. You'll also get Get the chance to ask me anything you want. With all of these benefits and more, Inspire Disorder Plus is a must-have for any fan of the Ray Taylor Show. So don't wait. Go sign up now. Head on over to InspireDisorder.com/plus and start enjoying all of the amazing perks of the membership. And now, 
Let's get back to the show. So when Faluda is on the case, he goes to see, right, He's how he gets on the case anyway, is while in town he hears about this new guru who's, you know, doing his thing on the, the banks of the river, and he goes to check him out. And while checking out this guru, he sees that he has a tattoo of an airplane, and he finds that suspicious, right, that this he's probably not as spiritual as he seems if he's just got a tattoo of a plane, doesn't really fit. Uh, and then while he and he's got like this guru has a lot of uh, high end followers, right? Leaders of business, of banks. And of course, also the art smuggler is one of them. And while checking out this guru, uh, the family who had the Ganesh statue stolen approaches, uh, f- approaches Faluda to see if he's willing to take on the case despite being on vacation, uh, to track down this elephant god, this three-inch-tall, solid gold encrusted with, with jewels, uh, you know, to, to do it. It's this good luck charm for the family. Uh, and we find out the old man, who was the owner of the statue, is a huge fan of detective books, right? And even when he's kind of showing him and, being, you know, filling the detective in on the details of the situation tells him is like listen i'm a huge fan of what you do and people that write books about what you do so i'm going to be able to see if you do any funny business and i'm only going to pay you if you actually solve this thing right so he's kind of a shrewd guy who knows knows what to expect from uh faluda when it comes to solving this mystery but, uh, you know, and also, you know, interesting dynamic as well. And uh, like everything else that I've seen from Satyajit, it's a well-shot film. There's a lot of great compositions uh, in many ways similar to the Apu Trilogy. I would say visually the Apu Trilogy a little bit more artistically because it's also a very different story, but uh, still has a lot of the similarities. I don't know if it's the same cinematographer that worked on uh, that trilogy or not, but still has a lot of great shots in it. An intriguing mystery overall, you know, some great twists and turns. There's also some intense moments, some suspenseful moments. Definitely he's good at, at bringing that suspense to certain scenes. Uh, and the end, like every good detective story, really relies on how everything comes together at, at, at the end, right? The, the satisfying explanation where everything, all of the, the hidden, the gaps get filled in in the story. And the entire, the entire what happened, the entire story gets illuminated. And I think it does come together and prov- while also providing some additional twists that I wasn't expecting. Uh, definitely had a feeling, you know, that this was part of a series as well while I was watching it because, you know, the movie doesn't necessarily spend a lot of time introducing you to our main trio of investigators and definitely feels like they are a group that are probably participating in other adventures and the genre of detective, they tend to be part of a series. They tend not to be just a one-off uh, so when I did look it up, wasn't surprised that this was not only a sequel, but also part of a much bigger universe of, uh, Faluda movies. So 
and despite that, you know, it doesn't necessarily set up our main trio as maybe the first film does. Uh, I don't feel like you are missing anything. You kind of get a handle on who they are and what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. But I do want to talk about spoilers. If you, you know, if you're into the detective whodunit type movies uh, and looking for something new with the, uh, you know, new locations, new kind of uh, time and place that you may not be used to seeing in this subgenre of films. It's it's a solid uh, detective movie. Highly recommend it. But I do want to talk about spoilers. So from here on out, I will be spoiling aspects of The Elephant God. Um, but this movie, interesting characters, right? You have of the household that The Elephant God was stolen. You have this kid who is very mysterious, you know, shooting his cap gun, has this... Uh, loves these superhero stories, also loves detective stories as well. Uh, he shares that love with his his grandfather, I guess you could say. Um, and from the get-go, like when it first happens, I thought it was the kid who stole the Ganesh, right? Because he's kind of in the background as these two people are talking, as the art smuggler guy comes over to offer to to buy the statue. And I thought maybe the kid stole it, like hearing that, He's going to pay for it and hearing that he might steal it anyway. Like I thought the kid would like took it upon himself to like, oh, I'm going to get this money for our family. Like maybe they need the money or something like that. I don't know. But I thought the kid did it. Obviously, I was wrong. But uh, that was where my first. And it's like so much more complex than just who stole the statue, which I appreciated that. I appreciated that there was. A lot of misdirects and a lot of twists in this movie where even up until the end, there's there's like multiple twists and multiple layers, which I really appreciated. Um, and like I said, this movie has some interesting side characters uh, that add a bit of comedy, add a bit of distraction to the story as well, but also allow you to flesh out these characters that you don't really know very much. Um Right. There's this other person in the lodge guest as a lodge that's like overly concerned with the amenities. Right. Asking for a change of towels, like really there as more of a comic relief. Right. Like he's there before they all show up to this lodge to get a room. And he kind of pops in kind of complaining about things here and there it has nothing to do with the story. But it just adds that little bit of, of levity to the story a, a bit. Right. And then the bodybuilder is is fun because they're all mesmerized. Specifically, the writer is so mesmerized by this guy taking notes as he's like describing the different muscle groups of things. Uh, just a lot of fun, you know. Not not a character that's anywhere part of the overall plot of the movie, right? Not connected to anything, but still very interesting, you know. Just an interesting character in general. And like I said, in the Apu trilogy, there was. The, the guy who would swing the clubs working out, doing the Hindu squats uh, out just on the banks of the river. So I don't know if that's a common thing in Satyajit's stories, but uh, I guess I'll find out as I watch more of his works. Uh, and there's moments in this movie where things get tense, right? Whether he, when he's invited over to the art smuggler's house and he brings his posse with him, brings his sidekick cousin, brings the writer friend. And, you know, you see the smuggler trying to pay him off, 
really being pretty open about saying he has this statue, seemingly acting like he already has the statue, right? And trying to pay off the detective to not investigate this thing, right? And then you have the writer who writes these kinds of stories, so he's a little bit overly paranoid about the thing and is very, you know, careful and scared about and warning them about accepting anything to drink despite the fact they get accept they get offered drinks and they end up drinking it right uh you also the sidekick sees the guy up in like the the attic or whatever pointing a gun through one of the openings and doesn't say anything but jumps to save Faluda at the moment where he stands up, he's about to walk out to kind of reject this guy's offer. And he he's able to jump up and push him out of the way, saving him as the guy shoots. It's just like that whole scene where he's, they're all there. It's so intense. And then even when he brings out his knife throwing guy, right? He like his personal, very comical like this old guy who's his personal circus or whatever and he's a knife thrower and he's going to do this thing and he's going to have the the writer stand up against the board and throw knives around him like just like a, a guy clearly flexing on these people right this guy that like oh i've got money i can get whatever i want i, I can buy whatever i want like somebody that that feels like they have ultimate control over every situation and still trying to show that to these people and having the writer and the writers like no problem drinking the sherbet because if whether it's poisoned or not, he may not survive this knife throwing demonstration and then having him pass out after the demonstration. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a very like intense kind of scene and, but also provides some comedy in, on some level too. Let's take a quick break from this episode because I want to talk about, are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life? Look no further than InspireDisorder.com. Our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces, a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits. These one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift. But that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high-quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of The Ray Taylor Show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to InspireDisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering InspireDisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show and there's even an, you know another suspenseful moment when you have Faluda uh, seeing the guy with the tattoo this time not having the beard or the long hair and kind of following him back to his home and then uncovering the the hair and come un uncovering the that he has a gun and like it's a very tense situation as he's like hiding and and kind of investigating this guy Super, super intense, super stressful moments in this movie. And then there's like these twists that happen where you find out that the Ganesh wasn't actually stolen, that the kid preemptively in some ways took it, but preemptively went to his grandpa, told him that this guy is probably going to steal it. 
So he had the kid hide it, and the kid hid it in this statue that's being painted for uh, an upcoming ceremony in, like, this lion's mouth that he got the idea from the writer who is part of the posse of this detective. The writer, the detective writer, wrote a story where somebody taped a, a gem inside the mouth of a, an alligator and as the alligator was attacking, they saw the gem inside of it. And the kid was also knew that book, read that book, and got the idea to tape the Ganesh inside the mouth of this thing. So, But then it goes missing, right? We see the painter find it on the floor at one point, and then he ends up being stabbed later on. So there's like this twist of like, oh, it's not even stolen, but that actually it is stolen. Like, initially it wasn't stolen, right? The person that went to go steal it ended up seeing an empty drawer inside the safe. But where they had hid the statue is now missing. So it's like kind of layers of this statue of where it is and what happened to it as this detective is uncovering all of these things. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it makes... You know, one of the the fun parts of the detective the te detective genre are all of the kinds of twists and turns, and how you know the more you peel back the layers, the more questions uh, get brought up. You know, and there's a lot of comical moments as well, which I appreciate. Like I said, Glass Onion, there's a lot of that. Uh, there's a lot of comedy in in Knives Out. Uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily. There's a moment where characters get in disguise you see the young sidekick and the writer putting on makeup and you find find out that the detective put on makeup as well was not expecting disguises at all uh but it ended up being kind of a great trap to kind of trap the smuggler to kind of you know force him to confess in some ways uh and then the final twist there's even another twist where it's like once they get the statue back the detective realizes that it's not even a re it's a replica statue, right? That the guy, the grandpa got tired. It's so valuable. He, and everybody wants to see it. He's constantly pulling it out of the safe to show people. He's like, he just got a replica made. And the detective asks for the replica as payment, which I thought was kind of an interesting, just one last twist. It's like this thing that caused death, that caused all of these things was not even for the real statue, but still wanted that to uncover what happened, right? To uncover who wanted to steal his statue, right? Kind of satisfying. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, a fun, uh, fun detective story makes me want to. I tried to look up to see if the first film was available, not available anywhere. Uh, but... Definitely something that at some point I would love to, if I found that I had access to a lot of these movies in this series, I would love to watch them all and, and possibly rank them. I think it would be fun to go on a Faluda marathon and see all of the different Faluda detective stories. Uh, but definitely a fun whodunit, right? Lots of twists and layers, uh, which are common in that type of a subgenre. Some unexpected comedy and levity. Right, the bodybuilder, the makeup, all these things, very unexpected, but I enjoyed what they added to uh, the this second film in the series of not only movies but books, comics, a TV show. 
So it's it's a, a whole thing, right? It is it is as big as Sherlock Holmes is, uh, but in India, which is kind of crazy. And hearing that Satyajit's son, uh, first time I heard that he did directing as well, uh, so might be I, I'd love to see what his his movies are like as well. Uh, directed some of the sequels for the Faluda franchise. Uh, but fun overall. I enjoyed it, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you all for uh, tuning in to the Ray Taylor Show. I hope you did enjoy my thoughts on the Elephant God. Don't forget to tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for more movie and TV show reviews. And join the conversation by leaving a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube if you're watching these. Uh, and uh, until next time, Enjoy the show. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.